You're listening to the Underdog Sports NFL Show with host Chris Horwadell and Mario Hines. Brought to you by Underdog Sports. Each week, Chris and Mario welcome current NFL stars and discuss the biggest news from around the football world. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Underdog NFL Show. Chris Horwadell joined by Mario Hines. Mario, how's it going? I'm doing well. Football on a Wednesday. Weird. You know, just another thing, right? Yeah, just another thing. Uh, RG3 lighting it up as we speak. 6 of 10 for 25 yards and an interception. The the much-anticipated return of Robert Griffin III. I, um, I'm proud of the whole scenario. Like, to get Robert Griffin III <laughs> on the field. Like, if it took all of this... For me to see RG3 play in meaningful snaps again against all odds, I wonder if Bavad had a line. I mm-hmm. mean, I'll take it every time. Give me give me this circumstance every time. Um, That's just def- the old, would RG3 ever take a snap again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, I can't believe I, I'm raking in the dough if this <laughs> is the case. But uh, no, I mean... This is good for him. I wish uh, I wish it was a little sooner so that we could care. The thing that actually makes it kind of cool is that uh, he's the backup to Lamar Jackson. I think that's the, like can can there be some type of of similar? Um, I don't even want to say similar production, but the, can the offense look the same and can it do yeah. what it does with RG three, which would say like, oh, he's way more healthy than we ever thought he'd ever be, which is I mean that's kind of cool, right? Yeah. Nah. Hey. Sure. Uh, I watched him. I watched him play as a Cleveland Brown for a year, so you know I got my fill of Robert Griffin the third. But <laughs> I don't know. It's it is criminal what what Mike Shanahan did to that guy because there was such a promising career before they just showed absolutely no regard for his health. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that's the highlight is that that time was a really re- that was one of the top like movie movie like. Um, put him back in the game, keep him in the game, coach, mm-hmm. you know, uh, zoom into only his eyes, the coach's eyes, you know, as the screen darkens type of thing. Cause they had, the field was already a mess. It was already a running story that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems to be more, um, more loud than, than before, you know, like it, any other year it's been the same turf, but this year it was just so loud that what they were talking about. And then, you know, it was the thing about his body lasting, that was a story. Mm-hmm. So, like, these are things that in the locker room, you know, are there. You know, you're aware at, at some level. And for it to actually culminate in mm-hmm. destroying his body and putting him in the bad position and the turf field and us seeing the play live, like, on a very big stage because it was for the title, the yep. division title. So, it's like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that knee was not right. Uh, that, yeah. that knee was absolutely not right. But this is honestly a better game than it should be. And by all accounts, the Ravens should be winning. The only touchdown that the Steelers have scored so far was a pick six thrown by Robert Griffin III to another Cleveland, another former Cleveland Brown, Joe Hayden, who left in disgrace. But uh, yeah, it is weird to have football on on a Wednesday. If it was a twelve forty kickoff here on a Wednesday, just <laughs> classic football watching time. And uh, you know, it's uh, I'm happy to have it though. Whatever uh, we've got, we've got that going on. We've got we're gonna talk about all the games this week. I've got the lines open at Bavada Sportsbook for all of those, and uh, just so much more. But there also so much has already gone on this past week, Mario. This Denver Broncos New Orleans Saints game was 
one of the strangest games I've ever seen in my entire life. Did you watch? I, I did. I started watching because I wanted to watch Kendall Hinton get a shot at quarterback in the NFL level. <laughs> and uh, he, I mean, I, look, he didn't disappoint because there were no expectations. And having to go play quarterback in the NFL when you're not a quarterback on 24 hours notice, it turns out it's extraordinarily hard. It's really difficult. And the thing about it, it's so difficult. I turned it down. It's that difficult. Uh, but kudos to him. Look, seriously, the the mental overload, like forget about, you know, physical and, and being being ready for that. The mental yeah. overload that had to take place <laughs> oh, within yeah. that 24 hours. Yeah. Just, I, they mentioned that a lot of the coaches on the Broncos hadn't ever met Kendall Hinton before. <laughs> and this is your starting quarterback. I mean... They, they they probably had an icebreaker in the huddle. Like for, yeah. <laughs> everybody's know? wearing their like the high my name is. <laughs> I mean, no, I, I I give you that though. He didn't disappoint in the sense that maybe. I mean, obviously, we know quarterback is one of the toughest, if not the toughest, position in pro sports. Like one of, and it wasn't it wasn't made folly. And I think you know it speaks to you know. I don't know if it actually does speak to to the Broncos coaching staff because they had to have some influence in him not absolutely crashing and burning on a general level, but also uh. just him. Shout out to him for maintaining any type of you know like professional standards. So, yeah, it's 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 crazy. It, it, it's utterly ridiculous. And I mean to put into to put into perspective how crazy this was. The Broncos actually put in a request to the NFL to allow their their quality control coach, Rob Calabrese, to play quarterback <laughs> in, in that game. And the NFL said no. Calabrese, by the way, was a very similar situation to, to Hinton, actually, in that he wasn't even a quarterback his entire time at UCF when he left in 2012. That is like, nuts. He led the team in passing yards, it looks like, in 2008 with 664 yards. Uh, and, yeah, this is two starts ended 316 yards as a, as a junior and redshirt senior. It looks like he played wide receiver. Wow, what a trajectory! And now you're the coach. Uh, what ha- it more so absolutely wild that this was considered for the Broncos. Absolutely wild because mm. I'm sure there's another coach with about as level of, of credentials but yeah what was going on at ucf if that was if he was the <laughs> leading passer for a season at 600 i'm actually what were they running the wing t- did they run the wing t at all ever not a good season <laughs> is what you're getting at you know this actually uh, as weird as this sounds this happened with the Philadelphia Eagles a while ago although under different circumstances the Eagles had a bunch of player a bunch of quarterbacks hurt and when they brought in, they had a a young, uh, young coach by the name of, uh, or, or sorry, the Eagles or the Chiefs. Honestly, I don't remember which one it was. I want to say it's the Eagles, but my brain uh-huh. says it's the Chiefs. Regardless, one of them wanted a young coach by the name of Matt Nagy to be able to play quarterback for them, <laughs> and uh, and the NFL said no, and they ended up just being a coach. I'm gonna double check because I do yeah. believe Matt Nagy. It was Matt Nagy in Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, became an assistant coach with the Philadelphia Eagles in 2009. So the Eagles wanted to sign, wanted to allow him to be a coach and player at one point. <laughs> in fact, here's a here's a 
picture of him in a Philadelphia Eagles uniform wearing uh, warming up where he would have worn number nine. But, uh, you know, it was a no. And uh, turns out he was a okay, I don't know, mediocre head coach instead. Yeah. Yeah, the trajectory worked out for him. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed that it, it, it wasn't able to be done uh, in either case, more so because it just means that the movies lie and that that's not <laughs> even possible. Yeah, it's it's exactly right. This will never be a Disney movie. It's like it's like when uh, when the the Las Vegas whatever their names are the the hockey team <laughs> they they come into the NF, uh, NFL they come into the NHL as an expansion team and make it to the Stanley Cup Finals their first year the gold the Las Vegas Golden Knights I believe maybe <laughs> it's just the Knights honestly I don't whatever at least at least three of those words are right I'm convinced of that. <laughs> And yeah, they make it to they literally make it to the Stanley Cup as an expansion team. And you know, it's just it is that very disnification of uh, real life. And it's just it's it's crazy. This NFL season is crazy. What do you uh what do you think of this whole thing because the NFL obviously pushes the game that is on right now, Steelers uh, Ravens back three times, I believe, but they refuse to move this Broncos Saints game back a day where, you know, three of those quarterbacks would have been able to play if they would have just pushed it back a day. Yeah, I don't get there's no precedent um, to the protocols. There's no consistency. That's kind of been the thing. It, 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 mm-hmm. I'm not absolving uh, the Steelers players for their reactions for the first announcement, but it makes room for that when there's no consistency and there's no, you know, n- no responsibility in making sure that there's a, a consistency in protocol. So, you know, who knows what's going on? I think, I mean, even before this game, you know, uh, Pouncey was put on the list. Yeah. You know, prior, and, and two guys pulled up. So, you know, what is that about? It, it just brings up questions like, okay, I don't know enough to know that if that that doesn't mean the game should be pushed back because he, there's another player that you know is being tossed on the list. So it's just a bunch of weird stuff and. You know, Goodell comes out today and says we knew this would be tough, and I'm I'm like, well, that's not the part that we need the leadership on. Is the announcement right. of of the difficulty is that yeah. the league is, you know, and, and the players in it and everyone and their families are are relying on you to have a plan in place and have it be be you know. Of course, we're okay with with you know f- fixing things and and learning things within the the scope, right? We're not hoping that they come with some infallible mm. plan, but it doesn't look like they had anything except. Um, we have some extra days and we'll know what to do and uh, we'll get harsher on penalties if guys don't take masks seriously. Yeah. And, 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 and it just, it just, it's not, it doesn't seem like uh, there was a, there's a lot of care. So there's another theme of lack of care for the NFL. No, the, the NFL's planned this entire time and much like the plan that college basketball is employing right now is to kind of shrug your shoulders and say, I hope it goes all right. Yeah, and and that makes me really nervous for the college basketball season. But you know, I like Roger said, you know, they've made it thus far, and and it's not false to say it's it's uh it's impressive. I don't yeah. I, the exact quote is impressive, but it's it's a it's a wonder that they've made it thus far, and their goal is to make it through the season, which tells me that win, lose, or draw, as far as the players are concerned. Yeah, uh, they're going to finish this season. Oh, no, they're going to soldier on. If this, if this game did not get pushed or canceled or postponed, there's no game that's going to be postponed this year. It's just not going to happen. The Ravens had to call up 10 players off their practice squad to fill the roster today. 
You know, they're playing without their star quarterback, their top two running backs, and numerous other important players. And by, by the way, uh, you know, it's it's always interesting where guys should just learn to kind of keep your mouth shut rather than give other teams bulletin board material because this game should be a blowout. It absolutely should be. There's no reason that this is a five-point game. But yeah. earlier well, today, Stefan Tuitt came out on Twitter and said, good luck to the boys today. Padger stats should be an easy one. Eyeing my return oh for next week God. against Washington where I'll catch up. Like, just just keep your mouth shut. What is Bulletin wrong with For two you? teams, that's, that's actually kind of wild and, and, and semi-impressive. Like, I'm right. going to catch up against the other JV team next week. Uh, you guys do your thing this week. And people forget, like, I, granted, granted, like, if this should be a blowout, like you're saying, because of how, you know, fine the line is with, with being able to score in the NFL and the better you are and you you can cross that line. So, yeah, there should be way more opportunities to cross that line for the Steelers. But these are all professionals. These are all grown men. And if and if you're not ready to play, you know, you or if you if you, you know, light a match uh, under enough guys, you mm-hmm. know, that the underdog story is a thing for a reason. And I think that's real in their experience in that. And there's just to me. Um, not all the blame, but some of some of this does go back to Tomlin and just how there's just some form of um, lack of discipline isn't the isn't the the ideal I'm looking for, but mm-hmm. there's something missing, Chris. If if you know what I mean, as far as how this team operates and 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 why they can't get over, they haven't been able to get over the hump the last few years. Yeah, I just can't believe that. They are, we, we currently sit with three minutes and eight seconds left in the third quarter, and RG3 has thrown the ball 10 times. Talk about uh, taking the ball out of his hands and not trusting your backup quarterback. Yeah, no trust at all. And the thing about it is that it, it's a five-point game, not despite that. It may be yeah. directly correlated. And, you know, I mean, just stay healthy, I guess, uh, Robert. Just yeah, that would. This will be the first time you have stayed healthy, but uh, <laughs> not what we're here to talk about. We've got uh, we've got a ton of games this weekend. Some interesting, some not. But let's start with uh, the first one on the schedule here. The Cincinnati Bengals head to Miami to take on looks like Tua Tagovailoa and those Miami Dolphins. Bavada has the Dolphins minus eleven and a half at home. Ooh wee! I mean, first of all, I'm glad Tua's healthy. Um, it looked looked a little strange there. Yeah. Um, but this Bengals team actually last week played and fared better than I could have ever expected. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, how long can that last? Is pretty much what it comes down to. I don't know if if two is is going to play at the level that um, we're expecting. If it were to be a bounce back, um, as he's learning how to play injured and learning how to to sift through, you know, that longevity and who knows what's kicking up based on the injury uh, prior mm-hmm. and what things are going on in his body. But I think the Dolphins write the ship just because the Bengals can't sustain. Um, but the Dolphins put, let's put it on note that the Dolphins are, are probably on the, uh, on the downward uh, spiral of, of, of their season, which may not be a steep fall, but I don't think they're going to, they're going to be looking much better uh, yeah. anymore. Yeah. They're not a legitimate playoff team, but you have to give all the credit in the world to Brian Flores and these guys for doing what they've done so far. And the future is very, very bright. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And for both of these teams, honestly. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so, um, it can, you know, let's, let's, let's circle this on the calendar, hopefully for years to come, 
But this one, you know, Dolphins are a closer team uh, to, to be in that team. So, All right. Well, the Cleveland Browns head to Tennessee to take on the Tennessee Titans. Bavada has the Titans minus six at home. Uh, these teams are eerily similar hmm. uh, in, in their styles of play and, and, and everything. So this will be a really good game if, you're, if you've watched in, uh, football in, in the mid-90s or late 90s, early 2000s. It'll be that type of game. And uh, the interesting kind, I think there's something about this Titans team, though, that when yeah. they find a team that uh, is, is, is their match, they, they kind of turn up the volume a bit um, with what they do really well. And, I mean, Derrick Henry is, is on a tear. And uh, I, think, I think this is one of those times where um, they may meet their match defensively and the Browns will do their thing on the ground. But I think uh, the Titans offense uh, is, is steady throughout this whole thing. And, and you'll see another monster performance from Henry uh, to get the Titans to win. Yeah, I know they have the same record, but it feels like the Titans are the team the Browns want to be. Yes, well said. Yep, well said. Your Detroit Lions head to Chicago to take on Mitchell Trubisky and those Chicago Bears. Bavada has the Bears minus three at home. Yeah, I mean, at one point uh, last week, the Bears were feeling good. I think their point was maybe like one minute into the game or so. <laughs> and, 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 and then you're reminded, you know, like there, there was just a lot of talk. During the week about, you know, best week of practice for Mitch Trubisky in a long time, yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. Um, and so there's not much the Bears can bring to the table. This is completely a a, uh, a look at what the Lions can do, um, an audition for Daryl Bevel. And I have no idea what direction that can go in, mm-hmm. um, especially because this is the first time I think that it's widely recognized and definitely internally that. Matt Stafford may not be here next year, mm-hmm. and I don't know how the team or he responds to that. So with that said, if the Lions are in flux, they'll likely lose. So I hate to say it, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with the Bears here. But how do you feel about that? We haven't uh, we haven't talked since the, the Lions let go Matt, Tr- uh, Matt Patricia and uh, the GM, uh, uh, Quinn. How do you uh, – what was your reaction? How do you feel about it? Where do you think they're headed at this point? I want the right decision to be made. I really want the, <laughs> the the GM hunt to be thorough. I want it to to span larger than the four net, um, because it's it, it seems to be a, a very specific net that the Fords cast uh, yeah. when they're when they're hiring their GM. Um, but I, I I have I have minimal hope. Um, and 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 the that the thing about that is it's not an attractive roster. Right. So it's going to take a, an ambitious, uh, confident coach that has a longer leash um than matt patricia could ever have and it may be one of those things where the rebound makes the lease really really short yeah so it it makes me nervous all around but the firing now or later i mean later could have been better for the sake of auditioning guys um and 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 i don't know if, if bevel gets a real shot so um but i think the fans just had enough the pulse here was just like this was the final Thanksgiving. We could not lose the coronavirus Thanksgiving game, and we lost it in a very embarrassing fashion. And so, yeah, they, some, a change had to be made if, if if we were to ever, as a fan base, uh, come together for the Lions again. Well, let me throw a name out there out there at you. How do you feel about a guy like Thomas Dimitrov as your next general manager? I actually, uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not, um, 
against it if uh, <laughs> if he's willing to to buck heads with with the guy at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he can do the job well. I know he, he's he's built out um, r- uh, rosters with longevity. I know he has uh, a really good uh, connections with with the coaching circles, especially the up and coming. But um, it's going to take a, a, a certain type of guy to to be able to look the the fours in the face. So hopefully it'd be him. I wouldn't be mad if it was him. Yeah, I mean Dimitrov at one point the hottest general manager in in all of sports potentially when. With that Falcons team, and it just seems like things, things just got stale really quickly in Atlanta, and maybe the they kind of fell into that smartest guy in the room thing, where they think they can fix it, they think they can fix it, they think they can stay the course, and then you know not so much. Right, and and i don't blame like the roster if if we're, if we're talking about his job you know the, yeah. the the pieces were in place i really think uh the patriots did a doozy on this falcons team obviously they were they were a bit underachieving here and there before that super bowl loss but you know you can't blame it on one thing but if we're gonna say you know where the tide truly turned mm-hmm. it's that uh it's that that 28 to 3 well I've got, yeah well for sure i've got uh i've got how about this for you let, you know, Dimitrov obviously has ties to those New England Patriots. How would you feel about Thomas Dimitrov and Josh McDaniels as the next combination? I wouldn't feel good because I don't blame you. <laughs> I mean, outside of of just the, the the sheer lack of of uh, production as a coach from his own coaching ability, but the sour taste, the sour taste is there too soon, too too similar to the. To the helping we just had. That's true. I <laughs> and, it didn't uh, even. Can I tell you? I didn't even put that together. <laughs> didn't yeah, even so, think about that. <laughs> I don't think it's something that I or or anyone else wearing or supporting the Honolulu in blue would, would, would be cool with. And yet Romeo Cornell's doing pretty well. He is, man. And that's what. And then, and then in that the very next breath, you're like, mm, I consider Romeo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, you probably should just rehire Jim Caldwell at that point. I think that, <laughs> Someone, I don't know if it's if it's legit or I'm just roaming, you know, different, um, you know, sports talk avenues. Mm. But someone, I think I read somewhere pitching Jim Harbaugh. Oh. Um, someone actually uh, wrote an article pitching. Um, Oh geez, a guy from the Niners who who's Robert Saleh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I mean, that one I, I think don't hate would be that. Cool. No, I, I don't. I don't hate it either. Uh, would would it do the thing that I, that I I think needs to be done, which is will there be enough home cooking that he gets trust from the Fords? Maybe. Like that's one person that maybe can do that. Also, I'm not a thousand percent sure if it's Salah or Saleh. Now I think it's Salah, but uh, but yeah, he's he's a culture guy, so mm-hmm. you at least have that going for you. I'm looking at a list right now uh, from, uh, from boy, boy, the local four news at five. Click on Detroit.com <laughs> and uh, brought to you by click on Detroit.com. Yeah. Uh, uh, number, number four is Sala. Number three is Eric sleeping with the enemy in the words of yeah. Chris Berman. Uh, number two is Arthur Smith. The, uh, the, the, um, excuse me, Titans offensive coordinator. And number one, uh, Brian Dabble from the uh, from the Bills, their OC. Oh, man, I don't Mm-mm. Dabble. Dabble's kind of been a name for a while, and he was apparently a grad assistant at Michigan State in 1998. But I don't know. No, I think Bienemy. I think Bienemy. 
uh, again, he needs a little bit one more. Oh, he needs one more stop yeah. uh, outside of his circle. But I, call plays said, somewhere too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think he needs to, to do that. But I also don't, don't think he'd be interested. I think that he may feel he's overqualified. You know, it's 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 not in his best interest. I say not overqualified, but not in his best interest. Well, let me ask you this: Is there is there a racial component that gonna that's going to go into this because? You know, obviously the Fords took some negative press for firing a black coach to hire what you could argue is a less qualified white coach. Is there is that in the back of their mind here, you think? Um Do we ha are we going back to, to a black coach at this point? I think I think you have to consider it and if there are eyes everywhere, which I firmly believe, you know, at this point in every type of analysis, every type of you know, decision you're making. Obviously, the NFL spends so much money on this process. I think there's even more so now with the information everywhere. I think you have to, it has to be a part of it. You have to be aware of it. And it may be a tie turner. It may mm-hmm. be a thing where you're like, look, if 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 this was as bad as, as it sounds and, and, and it looks from the outside, I don't know how bad they actually feel, then it might actually, you know, turn the needle. Yeah, no, I feel like it. it's tough to get that out of the back of your head because there's no reason to move on from... Like, Caldwell was doing a decent job. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, hey, let's, let's bring in this redneck offensive coordinator who probably has no responsibilities in New England. That, yeah, the, you know, the guy... Not, no, no, not the, not the coach. Not the coach. The guy, yeah, he also looks like a slob and you can assume that he's not going to be ready for this job. But, hey, you know... New England, right? <laughs> yeah, tell tell Caldwell to go screw himself. <laughs> you call him though. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, exactly, right. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not calling him. Uh, well, it, you know, this is where you just tweet it out and then have security yes. re- <laughs> escort him from the building. But uh, yeah, Steelers now up nineteen to seven on the Ravens. Uh, our next game, the uh, the Indianapolis Colts traveled to Houston to take on Romeo Cornell and those Houston Texans. Bavada has the Texans plus three. Yeah, I mean, the Texans lose uh, Will Fuller, mm. uh, who was who, who stepped up on Thanksgiving and and actually the week before as well, just starting to to get back into the flow. I mean that whole Brian Cushing thing, like duh. Yeah. But uh, you know, I think that that makes an impact. It makes a dent on a Texans team that is still looking for you know that consistency offensively. Watson playing the best football he could be playing. Um, since the change, but Indianapolis is ready for that, um, and I don't think they they are satisfied with the drubbing that they took last week. Uh, luckily, the Texans aren't anywhere near um, the type of team that the Titans are, mm-hmm. so it was it was a good wake up call for the Colts to 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 pick up the slack. So I think they do that this week. All right, the Jacksonville Jaguars head to Minnesota to take on the Minnesota Vikings. Bavada has the Vikings minus ten. Man, I felt so good about Carolina last week against this Vikings team. And, mm-hmm. then, you know, they, they they steadied everything. And I think it was more poor poor Carolina than, than great job uh, Minnesota. With that said, that's all it takes sometimes. If you're, if you're a team, you need to, to find a win. Yeah. And so I think, uh, you know, I don't think Mike Glennon's going to get the job done. Oh, uh, so give me, uh, give me the Vikings here. Mike Glennon looked okay last week. I unfortunately had to watch that, and he he looked okay last week. Honestly, made tougher throws than Baker did in, uh, in, in to the eye test. I guess the statistically Baker played a little bit better, but 
Yeah, we'll see. The Las Vegas Raiders head to New York to take on the New York football Jets. Bavada has the Jets plus eight at home. Yeah, I don't know if if, uh, this line has anything to do with just being, everyone just being universally disappointed with the with the Raiders mm-hmm. <laughs> like the way to just not want to play football right uh, and choose the day that football needs to be played to do it uh, and they bounce back here the Jets are the win for everyone um, the situation the coaching staff uh, the head coach <laughs> continues I mean Gates just is, is he's looking like an idiot now not just a football yeah. idiot, but now you're just looking like an idiot um, and that can't be helpful so give me the Raiders here yeah, you can't look like he does and also be incompetent. You're just asking for trouble. <laughs> asking for trouble. What the hell happened to the Raiders last week? They get absolutely hammered by the Falcons 43-6. to Yeah, it was one of those things where um, Derek Carr may have forgotten mm-hmm. uh, what it felt like to um, be consistent. Uh, yeah. I think that the... the <laughs> The loss to the Chiefs in the way they lost may have 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 had do, has done more damage. You know, I think during the week of prep, uh, maybe like too much on the redemption thing, and you're not just playing football. I think it was just a, a lost week. Everyone took a step back. Everyone's involved, and and, and you get a, a forty-three to six pouncing. By yeah, the Falcons. An interception and three lost fumbles from Derek Carr is not yeah. the way to game manage a football contest. <laughs> right. The New Orleans Saints head to Atlanta to take on those Atlanta Falcons, and Bavada has the Falcons plus three at home. Yeah, the Taysom Hill experiment. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not so good week two. Yeah, like, come on. It was the week two, do it. Uh, so... I think as the Saints start to re-engage and recalibrate the offense to make some sense, um, I think it, it hurts the Falcons. It, it hurts the Falcons that Taysom Hill got that out of his system, or the the staff is learning uh, what they have sooner uh, than seeing the Falcons. So it'll be it'll actually be a, a pretty smooth win for the Saints here. I think they understand what they have now, and they're gonna they're gonna get back to prepping for the playoffs. So give me the Saints here. What's really interesting to me is now we're, we're finally getting to see Taysom Hill at quarterback full-time and uh, still has not thrown a touchdown pass in his career. And he's making $10 million. So that's cool. The the, that's the that's cool dad, for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can also spend, spend multiple years in the NFL and not throw a touchdown pass, and I would be willing to play for $9 million. So that's a good deal for the Saints. <laughs> It's a real good deal. Please don't put me on the field, though. Please do not put me on the field. You know what? All right. Okay. Put him on the field. One time. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to just throw one deep to Michael Thomas and see what happens. Let him make four a deep, Four deep balls. Mike, Mike could get one. If you're allowed four deep balls in this this one game, he, he, he can come down with one. Yeah, just, I just need the offensive line to protect me four times. That's it. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you're going to start seeing ghosts. Oh yeah, no, 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 I'm hurt. I'm, I I rolled my ankle on that fourth throw. I don't whether I did or not. I'm out. But right, I'm right. Collecting that paycheck. The New Orleans Saints head to Arizona to take on the Arizona. Nope, nope, that's not right. The Los Angeles Rams head to Arizona to take on the Arizona Cardinals, and Bavada has the Cardinals plus three at home. Yeah, the Rams, another team wearing masks, wearing not mm-hmm. ma- not wearing masks. What's going on? I don't mean Corona mask. I mean. Who are you going to show up and be the team that you, you, you kind of act like you want to be? 
it's them, the Raiders, and now the Cardinals doing the yeah. same thing. Uh, the team that that is is better, best suited to bounce back, I think, and, and get their their ship heading in the right direction, is actually Los Angeles. Uh, as much as the Cardinals have looked really good throughout the year, and as dangerous as this offense can be, um, even in the wins, uh, and even as great as uh, that offense has looked, they've had a lot of stallouts. Yeah. Um, and and I think uh, if that that will continue to happen, and the Rams um, will get back in, in gear, I think you pull you pull the the reins back from golf just a little bit, uh, let the defense lead you, and then stay creative on offense, and you get a win. So give me the Rams here. The uh, NFC East leading New England. Nope, <laughs> words are hard. New York Giants. The NFC East leading New York Giants head to Seattle to take on the Seattle Seahawks. Bavada has the Seahawks minus 10. Yeah, the Seahawks are going to go for their second straight win in the NFC East. Uh, Too the soon. Giants. Too soon. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, the Gi- It's time. It's, it's now or never. The Giants are probably... As motivated as they're they're gonna be though, so it'll be they won't they won't uh they won't hit this line, uh, but the Seahawks will win. Okay, the New England Patriots head to Los Angeles to take on the Los Angeles Chargers, and Bavada has the Chargers plus one singular point at home. Wow, yeah, I mean I don't know um, what's going on uh, in New England, but I do know one thing. <laughs> COVID and Cam Newton, I think I think there's a story here. Uh, I want to be the first to break it, but okay. I don't have the resources um, or the science. Well, speculate wildly, my friend. Yeah, that's, that's now that's my skill. And no, but seriously, this is a bad this is a bad offense, a really really bad offense, oh, yeah. and a not so normal um, Cam Newton. I mean, the last interception was as. As much of it as it was on Cam, and it is a very poor location, mm-hmm. um, but it's poor location for a guy that's highly covered. So you're expecting your your the All Pro, you know, quarterback to, you know, hit the spot, and then you're like, oh, that's a drop in NFL standards. But you know, it was a culmination of how bad everything is offensively in New England. Uh, the only thing that's working is the power play, uh, both for the running back and the quarterback, mm-hmm. um, and. Maybe the Patriots actually are figuring out how to slow teams down and play the slow game that we saw back in the nine. What is it, ninety nine? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it won't be the ninety nine result, but um, give me the uh, give me the Chargers here to to win uh, by three. An electric nine of eighteen with two interceptions for oh, Cam Newton God. against the Cardinals in a win. In a win. In a win. <laughs> Ah, I would not have predicted that one, but that's why football is fun and frustrating. Speaking of frustrating, the Philadelphia Eagles head to Green Bay to take on the Green Bay Packers, and Bavada has the Packers minus eight and a half at home. Yeah, I mean, what's the plan? What's the? Oh, plan? there's no plan. There's no. Plan. There's no plan. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers looks good. He does. The, uh, anyone whoever is lining up on the other side is not going to look good for numerous reasons. Where where the the dump. Um, on Carson is heavy right now. Mm-hmm. He's not the most liked person no. uh, on the East Coast uh, <laughs> in Philadelphia, and it's going to stay that way uh, because what needs to be fixed won't be fixed anytime soon. Uh, Green Bay, I think, is is ready to to be be the team to beat in the NFC. Uh, so so this will be the game. I think this is when it's going to get ugly, Chris. 
I hope it does, so. honestly. I you know, I've been I've been advocating for change and uh, you need something catastrophic to to sort of be the catalyst for that change in Philadelphia. So, I hope it does. You know, I don't think Doug Peterson's job should be safe just because he won a Super Bowl 2 years ago in this incredibly bizarre fluke situation with a backup quarterback who outdueled Tom Brady, who by the way, that Tom Brady fell through for 505 yards in the Super Bowl and lost. Yeah. If uh, if you give Tom Brady 500 yards in the Super Bowl, you can pretty much guarantee he's going to win. So that just speaks to the unlikely outcome of a, of an Eagles victory. He shouldn't be safe. He shouldn't be excused from the fact that they have ignored bringing in other smart people to help design an offense. Doug Peterson clearly can't do it on his own, but he also clearly can't accept that he can't do it on his own. And uh, I'm ready for change. Uh, You're wed to Carson for another couple of years. They can't cut him, although uh, allegedly there's a lot of interest around the NFL in, in potentially acquiring him. You know, we'll see about that. It's still a giant cap hit, but... He's your guy. You just have to figure out a way to maximize who Carson Wentz is because he didn't just forget how to play football. No, no, and, I, and I'm I'm on that hill. I'm on that hill. I don't know if I'm going to die on it, but I'm standing on it right now. I am. I don't like what's happening. The rhetoric around uh, Carson Wentz. Um, it's a. There's a lot to it. There's a lot of context involved, and I don't think he's the type of guy. I mean, it's really hard not to. Um, let this affect who you are in yeah. the next phase of your career. But I think if he's resilient enough to to not be a, a, the bottom has not fell out. You know, mm. I think he's resilient resilient enough to be a quality starter for this team when half of these pieces are in place. The ones that the expectations that every Eagles fan um, has had in the standard that they've you you all have had since the Super Bowl, it just has to be met. And like you said, there has to right. there's going to be have to be an explosion to change it. And I, and I think you know to break inertia, Peterson might got to be the guy. Allegedly, the edict came directly from owner Jeffrey Lurie last week that if Carson is struggling, they want to make the move to Jalen Hurts. And uh, yeah, Carson struggled, and Jalen got one snap and completed a pass, and then that was just, that was the change. So. We'll we'll see what happens this week. The yeah. the Denver Broncos, no longer quarterbacked by practice squad wide receiver Kendall Hinton, head to Kansas City to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Probably not going to be any better this week. It's the biggest line of the week on Bavada. The Chiefs minus fourteen. Chris, aren't you just sick and tired of the beauty that is Patrick Mahomes <sighs> quarterback play? Aren't you just done with it by now like gosh you don't want to be a victim of the moment you don't want to hyperbolize everything mm-hmm. but he's backpedaling and throwing dimes it's and ridiculous it's not like it's not the what are you doing backpedaling this looks this looks like redefining yeah it's okay it is because brett Favre looked like the difference is is brett Favre looked like you were you were successful doing what you weren't supposed to do patrick mahomes looks like he's changing what's allowed to be done yeah and Mahomes looks like he can do anything. Anything. It's not fair. I don't know who created this player or if, if he went into his own game and, and upped all the attributes while also lowering the difficulty level, whatever yeah. is happening. He's playing on rookie and madness, the, the moral <laughs> exactly. of the story. Um, and they're going to absolutely destroy the Broncos um, unless they want to take it easy. That's that's the point I'm at with, with the Chiefs. And, and some team's going to have to prove me wrong. It won't be the Broncos, though. 
Yeah, he's on uh, on some kind of roll. His last four games, he's uh, thrown for 416 and five touchdowns, 372 and four, uh, 348 and only two against the Raiders, and 462 and three against the Bucks. And talk about, for as good as he was, Tyreek Hill is the perfect complement to him. Yeah, yeah, that is the perfect. That is the that is the weapon that you give a guy who can put the ball anywhere at any time from any point on the field. A guy that can score from anywhere on the field and and, and is is a one on one nightmare, uh, which you have to kind of play man if you want to contain. You know what what Mahomes can do on the ground. If you if you play zone, then you you limit the rush, and then he's able to pick you apart. It's just really tough. And by the way, uh, still only the second most impressive statistical line over the last handful of weeks for Tyreek Hill in the first quarter. Buffalo running back Jarrett P- uh, Patterson had 406 yards rushing and eight touchdowns a couple of weekends ago. I saw that. That's a solid day. Solid day. I saw that. Yeah, you're doing you're doing all right. You know, it. it, it Back back in the glory days, mm-hmm. that would have been such a big uh, big story. I mm-hmm. remember almost like it was yesterday when Ladanian Tomlinson at TCU went for the five touchdown game and ran for like four seventy or something ridiculous, and it was like, oh my gosh, he's putting TCU on the map. And it, I mean, great job by Patterson, but I, usually it'd be a bigger deal. Yeah, eight touchdowns he has got uh he's got 16 on the season after 19 last year and uh and 1800 yards rushing so i think it might be time for jared peterson pardon me patterson to uh to take his talents to the national football league because they are running him into the ground at buffalo (laughs) with great success but but still the uh, uh final game of our week the buffalo bills head to san francisco to take on the san francisco 49ers and bavada has the 49ers plus two. Yeah, I mean, poor 49ers. Like, now I'm looking at it in retrospect. Their season was kind of taken from them with mm-hmm. a bunch of things that were outside of their control, and then you find out more about uh, Garoppolo as as those those shiny objects, those new toys mm-hmm. aren't available to him. The uh, backbone of the team is not uh, consistent and available to him. Um, and, and, but the, the coaching isn't that bad and this team isn't, um, a mess and a, a train wreck. So kudos to them, poor them. Um, there's going to be a, a, another tight game, uh, that they, they surprise us with, but the bills and their identity is strong, um, and their hard to score against through the air. Uh, so the 49ers aren't really going to have much, much to, to, to do to get, get some points on the board. So give me Buffalo here to, to continue to move uh, ahead in the East. Yeah, they love Nick Mullins, man. I don't, <laughs> I don't get the Nick Mullins stuff. I probably it seems like Beathard has played better when given the opportunity. Mm-hmm. But what are you gonna do? They they like this guy, um, <laughs> and they're they're staying competitive despite the fact that they've been absolutely decimated by injuries. So you give them all the credit in the world. But uh, yeah, I don't think this is gonna be. Uh, I don't think this is a two point game. Let's put it like that. Exactly. Yeah. And they're talking about Kittle and Garoppolo potentially back by the end of the year. That would shock me if they put those guys back on the field. Yeah, why would they? I hope I, I hope that's like to to set some positivity for just their health in general and not a real claim. Agreed. All right. Well, that is going to be it for this week's episode of the Underdog NFL Show for Mario Hines. I'm Chris Horwitz. We thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.